uh, you may remember two years ago during Spiritual Life Emphasis Week, uh, and you guys remember a gentleman by the name of Foster Christie. Big guy, big voice, some of you are in your hands. Uh, and Foster was a part of our community uh, for the week of Spiritual Life Emphasis Week. Uh, Foster is a friend of mine and a man uh, that I love and that you, I think, uh, grew to love and had some incredible messages for us. And uh, it just so happens that our guest today uh, works with Foster in a ministry called Forge Forward uh, Ministries. But uh, Paul comes from Columbia, South Carolina, and actually just moved back uh, to Columbia, South Carolina, after an absence from there for a while. And when he moved into the neighborhood, uh, he realized that he was uh, a couple doors down from Foster Christie. And uh, so I'm super jealous of where he gets to live because I love Foster. Foster's an incredible man. And Foster highly recommends uh, Paul to us. Uh, Paul speaks with, again, Forge Forward Ministries. And you know what? We'll get to know him from his own story, and we'll uh, continue to introduce him. You guys will get to know Paul better in the next couple of days. Uh, but just know that he comes to us uh, highly recommended recommended, and um, I've been impressed with Paul. So uh, if you guys could give a warm Southwest Christian High School welcome to Paul Epperson. All right. How y'all doing? Man, I like the honesty though, man. Isn't that a movie? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I love Foster. He told me to tell you hello, and he loves you. He told me to give you a hug. I'm like, that's a lot of students to hug, but maybe air hug. That's not funny. Anyway, so, all right, good to see y'all. I'm actually from, I live in South Carolina now, but I'm actually from Mississippi. Y'all can't tell, I know. <laughs> hey, if, uh, you know the word hallelujah, you probably don't want to do this. You're probably like, I don't want to do this, but that's okay. You know the word hallelujah means praise the Lord. You want me to teach you how to say uh, hallelujah in, in the South, in Mississippi? I'm sorry, it sounded like you said like this right here. I sound like what you said. I don't know if that's true or not. Do you want me to teach you how to say hallelujah, Mississippi? You ready? Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Whew. Got to get ready. I feel a little excitement going here. All right. Here's how you say hallelujah, Mississippi. You ready? Woo! Are you ready? You going to do it with me? On the count of three, go one, two, three. You know, like paper, rock, scissors, shoot kind of thing. All right. We'll go one, two, three, shoot. Okay. I mean, don't say shoot, but just say hallelujah. Ready? Here we go. Mississippi, hallelujah. A little southern hallelujah up in Chaska. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. Woo! All right. Y'all stand up real quick. I need a little blood flowing in my I'm sorry. I just do. I can't help it. I just. All right. Here we go. Man. Y'all didn't give me an air hug to start with. Come on. Air hug. Here we go. Boom. Come on, guys. Man up. Let's go. Let's go. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Turn to somebody. Turn to somebody. Turn to somebody. Give them a little side holy hug. A little holy hug. So this is somebody. All right, come on. Come on. Here we go. All right, now. How you doing, adults? Good job. Now. Now turn to somebody else who is obviously your second choice. Give them a little fist bump. A little fist bump. All right, here we go. You can be seated. You can be seated. Good job. Good job. Woo! Woo! <laughs> wow! How great is that? Man, man, it's so good to see y'all. Can y'all can y'all this week do me a favor? Hey, is, is there, how do you do your greeting? Is it greeting like hey or hi or what, what's your greeting like normal? What's up? What'd you say? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said I can't hear you up here. Come on. I said, you do it. I saw that guy on Frozen. Hello. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> hello. Okay, that's how. I'm, all right. I'll say hello, hello if you'll say y'all to me in the hallways, okay? We'll do that. That's <laughs> Is that really how you say hello here? <laughs> That is the best thing I've ever heard. Oh, my goodness gracious. 
I can't recover from that, Brian. I'm done. I'm done. That just undid me right there. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, if y'all say y'all to me, I'll say that to y'all, okay, or whatever. Anyway, so, all right, so uh, I'm married, I'm married, been married over 17 years to my wife, whose name is Natalie. I cannot believe that she stayed married this long. I have five children. (laughs) Who's your daddy? It's not me, I promise you that. Anyway, so I've been saying, I mean, I would, I would adopt you in a heartbeat. Hello! Anyway, so, all right. (laughs) Hello! I just can't get past that. How do I get past that? Anyway, all right. So, so I got five kids, okay? And uh, when my oldest son's Levi, uh, he's a stud pony. He's a stud. When, uh, when I took him to get like his, I don't know, like one or two year shots. I don't know what that is. Um, I took him to get these shots. And I, was, I told him at the time, I said, son, you're going to get like one or two shots. That's what the doctor told me. He said, you got two shots or somebody to give Levi. I said, son, you can do this. It's going to feel like a little bee sting. I mean, that makes sense to a two-year-old. It's going to feel like a little, you know, prick on your skin. Two shots. going to be for your good. No big deal. He's like, you know, he's got this. So we get to the doctor, and the doctor's like, hey, by the way, he's got to get six shots. And in my mind, I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel, take the whole car, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, uh, Levi. Okay, I said, son, a little change in plans, no big deal. A little more pain, not an issue. Because he had to get his shots, you know, because it helped him or something like that. I don't know what they're for. But anyway, so I said, you got to get six shots. That's what you got to get. And you know, he's like... He has no idea. He's like, I trust you, Dad. No big deal. So I'm sitting there. I'm in pain. I, we didn't even have it yet. I'm like, I mean, I'm about to cry. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that out loud. I'm just saying, I'm about to cry. So I'm sitting there. I'm holding him. I remember like it was yesterday because uh, it was. No, I'm just joking. It was a long time ago. So I sit him on my knee just like this. And I know in my mind, this is for his good. This is for his good. I love my son. He says, for his good. It's going to cause him pain, but I know this is for his good. I had to keep reminding myself and psyching myself up like, like that, right? It's like the hello to my soul. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there. And, and I was like, son, this is going to be good. So he's sitting there, has really no idea what's about to happen. Then all of a sudden, a, nurse, a sweet nurse, he had two here, two here, and like two here. Like his whole body. It's like acupuncture gone bad. But anyway, so sitting on my leg, and I'm like, son, you can do this. And then my, my heart's breaking. I'm just literally about to melt. I'm a big softy. I'm just like, okay. So he sits there, and all of a sudden, it's like, pow, pow, the first two. And he's like, jerks. And you can, you can tell it caught him off guard. Little tears start coming. I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> His tears started to come to his eyes. That little lip starts quivering, you know? I know. Just, you'd have cried, wouldn't you? I did. Anyway, so he starts looking up at me with them little teary eyes like, what are you doing to me, you know? And I, and I sit there, and he's just whimpering at me. And all I could do in the moment was just hold him. I'm like, son, I know. He has no idea what I'm saying. I know this is, this is for your good. Like, I know this hurts. I know it doesn't make sense. And I'm right here. Why am I not stopping this? That's really what he's saying. Why aren't you stopping this? You're supposed to be the hero. And all of a sudden, I hold myself, son, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right, Daddy's right here, I promise you. Next thing you know, pow, pow. And now I'm starting to quiver. I'm starting to go, you know. And all of a sudden, he gets pow, pow. And he gets all of them, you know. All the shots are there. And, and I mean, he's tearing up. He, he's, he's got, he's manning up the two year he's, he's tearing up. I'm tearing up. And I just kind of hold him. He has no idea why I'm letting this happen to him. To him, it is the hardest moment of his little life. His daddy's right there. He doesn't understand it. He has no control. But he's willing to sit in my lap and go, all right, I trust you. And I don't know about you. Over the last like six years, 
I've had some of the best moments. I get to meet people like you all the time, you know, and learn new phrases and languages and like, see the stuff and meet new people. It's incredible. I have the joy of following Jesus, right? But I, I, I'm just going to be honest with you this morning. With your permission, I don't want to like start here like, oh, it's funny, you know, but I, I, I do want to kind of open my heart up to you right off the bat. I don't think I've ever done this to start a week somewhere, but I think, I don't know, I just, I feel like I feel safe with you guys. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I don't think I am, right? But, but I want to share with you the last six years of it felt like God giving me shots. I mean, I didn't know it was for my good. I didn't have any control. I got a little frustrated, a little scared, can't send no offense. But, but in the end, I, I've realized now that it was for my good. Like Levi is eight years old and he wrestles bears for fun. I'm like, son, what were you doing? I was wrestling that grizzly. Good job, son, that's incredible. Like he's, he's a strong strapping dude at eight years old. But those shots were for his good. But in the moment, I don't know how much he actually realized it. So I want to share something with you, if, with your permission. Now, I don't know if I should do this. I'll be honest with you. I've, I very rarely ever share what I'm about to share, but I just think that you guys, you guys are going to be okay with it. I'm not going to be up here and look like I got everything together. I'm going to be really open and honest with you. Now, some of you might relate to it. Some of you go, Paul, I've had far worse happen to me. I've had far worse things going on in my life. That's okay. But somewhere in this, the, the idea is still the same, okay? So you got your Bibles or your Bibles, can you read your phones? Anyway, up on the screen, whatever. Hebrews chapter 3. This verse is right here for me. I didn't know I needed this verse. I had no idea. I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up in a Christian school. I taught in a Christian school. And now I've been doing this for a while, right? So here we go. I didn't know I needed this. Here we go. Verse 12. That's after 11 in case you're, you're not in math medical like me. Anyway, so 2 plus 2 is 5. Amen? Only in Mississippi. Here we go. So, woo! <laughs> here we go. You ready? And here's the thing. I know it's hard. I, I'm going to say this right here. I know. I don't know about you, but I, I know in my own life, like, I know the answers. Like, I know what it is. This is why I'm about to share with you threw me off guard for three plus years and still has a tendency to do that to me. I know the right answers. But in, in certain moments of my life, I don't feel like I'm actually really experiencing God. You know? I'm just being honest. So here we go. Verse 12, book of Hebrews, after Genesis, if you need to find it. I really appreciate you laughing about that. That made me feel a lot better about myself. Anyway, so here we go. Verse 12, here it is. You ready? Now, God's people, so imagine like a setting like this right here, okay? Good setting. All of a sudden, the culture around you starts to attack you, right? It doesn't have to be physical, but in this case it is. The, the main leader of that culture comes in and says, hey, those Christians right over there, everything's going good for them. It's been a good life. They know everything. They grew up around it. It's kind of stuff. I want you to go burn them to the ground. Now, that may not be you right now in Chaska. We may not have anybody coming to burn you to the ground. Praise the Lord, right? I'm just saying, but, but you might have an inner and outer enemy you're, you're maybe not aware of. Or maybe we've heard about it, but you didn't realize that's what was going on. They said, that was me. So the culture is going, burn them to the ground. I want to see their smoke rising from their flesh. And they get wind of it. Like, imagine if, if somebody said, hey, we're going to come in here and burn these dudes because they're, they're following Jesus. We're going to burn these gals because they're following Jesus. Imagine what that would be like. I mean, I don't know about you. I can be like, yeah, I can take it. I'm, maybe not. <laughs> I might not be that way. You're just, just saying. But they get word of it, these, these, these believers here, the Hebrew believers. And here's what they do. Hey, you know what? If we just kind of back off a little bit, I mean, not really, but back off a little bit, kind of hide behind our old way of life, you know, until this is over, then we'll come out. 
That's what they're doing. And then maybe we'll come out. Because what they've done is they realize that they know all the right answers about Jesus, but Jesus wasn't better than stuff. Right? It wasn't better than their life. They were worried about, Lord, this is a shot. This hurts. Like, this ain't right. We've been following you, and you got somebody trying to kill us. This is where this is. Now, I hope you see yourself in there. I don't know what the, what the word is coming to you. I don't know if it's somebody literally physically trying to hurt you. I don't know if it's like a, 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 just a beat down on your soul day in and day out. I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't know if it's worry. I don't know if it's stress. I don't know if you feel tired. I don't know what, the, what it is from a cultural standpoint or internally. I don't know. You do. For me, it was different stuff. But for you, it might be past pain that keeps coming up. I don't know. You do. You know it, right? You know it. So I want you to see that this can make a difference for you and me today, right? This can really make a difference. Otherwise, watch this. I'm serious. I don't know if y'all had struggle with that, but it's like, I'm not sure what that was, but it's like me falling asleep, waking up, because I won't think this has any play in my life, right? So I don't know about you. I want to have some fun today. Y'all ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. One, two, three. Whoa. Whoa. Isn't this fun? Maybe sometimes. Anyway, so look at verse 12. Here we go. Take care, brothers and sisters. I'm going to add that sisters in there. Preach it. Take care, brothers and sisters. Lest, so he's telling us, beware, watch out. Lest there be any, in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. Now, why would he tell you that? Because whether we like to admit it or not, every one of us have a temptation to fall away from God. I need you to hear that. Every one of us, me included, that's why I'm going to share some stuff with you today with your permission. Every one of us have a temptation for us to fall away from God, to doubt Him, to not care, to not believe in Him. I don't believe unbelief is, is, is necessarily inbred. I think it's, it's a lot to do with culture. Ask my kids who's like four years old. She loves God. She doesn't know who he is, right? It's, it's just natural for her, but culture is pushing other people away. That happens to us too, right? So we got to take care lest we fall away. Oh, no, 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 Paul. No, fam. I mean, I, look where I am. I'm in this, I'm in this, I'm in this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And guess what? So was I. And I had a fight for my life, my faith, so to speak, because I wanted to fall away. You got me? So he says, but encourage one another every day, as long as it's called today, so that not one of us, not one of you, not one of me may be hardened by the deceitfulness or trickiness of sin. I like the word trickiness. I'm not sure if that's a word, but it sounds good to me. By the trickiness of sin. Now, can I open up with you? Is that okay? Okay. Okay, good. If I sit down, is that Okay. I probably want to probably get back up. But anyway, I forgot my belt this morning, so we're not doing well. But anyway, so, um, so I, want, I want to open up with you. So I was teaching. I, I, was, I wasn't anywhere near the stature of Brian Gold. Goodness gracious, bro. Let me just tell you. I wrote a song for you, but I won't sing it right now unless you want me to. Yeah, okay. So anyway, this is off track. I know, I know. Welcome to the party. Anyway, so, but Brian Goldie and, and all the people here, like the staff, I haven't met all you yet. I'm at the ladies at the front desk. Wow. And all I know is this. I would come to school if I had an hour free out there on the pillows by the fireplace with the sparkly gold stuff, I mean, sparkly silver stuff in there, okay? I'd be like, school's for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's incredible. I ain't going home. Might have come on home. Heck no. I'm staying here. Anyway, Brian Goldie. 
I wrote a song for him on the way over here. Uh, it's, it's original. I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever said it before, but it's, 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 I'm making it up. I'm still in process, okay? So here we go. You ready? I'm sorry. I don't really sing very well, but I don't care. Anyway, it's just for you, boo. Okay? Anyway. <clears throat> if, if, hey, I don't think you know it, but if you do, join in. Did you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything I wish I could be. Here it comes. Oh, and I. Something about eagles and pigeons and doves. I don't know. Something like that. I'm, I'm working on it, bro. That's you, man. That's you. Okay? All right? Anyway. Hello. Anyway, so that's good. All right. So here we go. I want to open up just for a few more minutes for, for, so that you'll see that, that if this is you, or maybe it's beyond this, maybe it's more than this, maybe that's not you at all. That's okay, right? Everybody is going through different things at different times. Following Jesus, Paul said in Acts 14, 22, he said, I want to encourage you. You got to go through a lot of difficulty on the way home. Like, that's an encouragement. <laughs> what? It's an encouragement? Here we go. So I was teaching at a Christian school, helped my brother plant an inner city church called City Church in Jackson, Mississippi. And, uh, and I, I really believe the time, I have four kids at the time, now I've got five teen. Anyway, so, but I, I really believe the time that God, I, told, I went home to my wife, spring semester, right here, right about this time, uh, probably about 2014, so six years ago, I said, uh, I said, honey, I really think God wants us to leave our, our jobs and just trust him. I have no idea. He said, wait, trust me. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. So this was a pretty cool act of obedience, I guess, you know, like I was looking at Abraham's life. I'm like, that makes sense. I could do that, you know, whatever. So I go, I've left my job. I got four kids. That's really not that impressive. The Lord said, don't tell anybody. I mean, I really believe my heart is like, just trust me, trust me. Like I wanted his word to become real to me. I wanted it to become active in my life. I didn't want to just know about it. You know, here's what happened about uh, three, four months into it. I don't know how to describe this. <laughs> About three or four months into it, all of a sudden, it's like a, like a blind side, like a crack bag, like a wrestling move I wasn't ready for. It's like uh, it felt like all at once, for whatever reason, in my obedience, by the way, I felt like God left. That's what it felt like. I, I don't know if that, I mean, logically, I know that's, I mean, I know he says he doesn't. Like, I get that. I know what Jesus said, I'm with you always. I get all that, right? I've taught that for almost 20 years. I get all that. All I can tell you, it literally felt like God said, I'm done with you. <laughs> so you know what naturally happened? When it felt like everything I'd known, it seemed at that moment like God was mad or something. I don't even know how to describe that. But it's like, when he, and I felt like he left knowing he didn't, but it felt like he left. Here's what happened. I started to look around and I started to look inward. Oh, dear. I am not a depressed person. I don't know if y'all know this, but I started getting more depressed than I ever thought was possible. I didn't even want to get out of bed. I said, this may not be you, but I'm telling you what happened here. This happened. I don't know if I should share this though. I started highly doubting my salvation. I mean, like a lot. Like I started questioning, not that so much is this true, but I was like, have I even believed enough? I've even believed the right way. You know what I'm saying? I started believing type, different type of stuff that I didn't even know was there. Like I, st I started looking across the way going, well, Lord, you like that person better than me and comparing. Oh, Lord, have you guys ever done that? You guys are comparing, oh, there we go. I'm, I'm mad at God because he looks like, oh, that's a terrible place to be in, by the way. I started comparing stuff all around, like this kind of thing. I started, you know, like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you just kind of feel the darkness, like not just in the room, but like inside. I felt that. Like that's what I felt like for like three years, 24-7, seven days a week. 
And I couldn't explain it. You know what, you know what it was? I could not control it. So anxiety, worry, stress, I was tired all the time. I was, I was still doing the same things, but it was just like my heart wasn't in it. You know, I remember sitting on the back of my porch for whatever reason one day as I lived in a trailer because that's what you do in Mississippi. <laughs> I was like, I love this building, but in Mississippi we're like, hey, there's a two-story trailer. This is amazing, right? This is incredible. Anyway, so, but it's like the governor's mansion in two-story trailer. But anyway, so I remember sitting on the back of my porch. And I remember going, literally, I don't cry. I'm, a, I'm good with crying, but I'm, I, don't, I don't typically cry. I mean, I do more now. But I remember literally just it being so much, such a weight on me. You know what I'm talking about? You're just like, ugh. You, know, you don't even know why. You're just like, ugh, in your, in your heart. And you just don't get rid of this stuff, you know? And I remember, like, just starting to just cry. My eyes on the back of the porch. I, it was new to me. You know what? I was like, Lord. I don't want to leave you, but I feel like there's no other option. I feel like you've just pushed me that way. That's not true, but it felt that way. I felt, I mean, I was still reading, I was still praying, but I was like, this is doing nothing. There's nothing there. There's no experience there. There's, ah! you know what I'm talking about? You just want to just, and all the while I'm still traveling, I'm still doing all this stuff. You know, I feel like a big fat hypocrite. But in the end, I kept going. The lie is that you're not real. The lie is that you're a fake. The lie is that God doesn't want you. The lie is God doesn't care about you. The lie is what you've known about God's love, you don't experience, so you're not his, right? Or it's not real. That's the lie. That's what hit me 24-7, seven days a week for three years, nonstop, right? And so you can imagine what you can put in there about the things that I wrestled with. I'm not trying to make you, oh, poor Paul. I'm just saying maybe some of you are there. Maybe some of you have experienced this. Maybe yours is far worse than what I'm experiencing. But for me, I didn't even want to live anymore. <laughs> That's how bad it was. You think, oh, well, Paul, you've just never experienced stuff. You just never had bad things happen to you. I'm not trying to make light of this. I'm really not. Um, I had to bury a son. You got what I'm saying? Like, I've experienced stuff. And I've watched God do some amazing things in those moments. I, I get that. I can praise God when bad times come, and that's a good thing. But I'd never experienced anything like this. Just felt like, you know? I kind of felt like God was frowning all the time at me. I couldn't do anything right or my life didn't matter, you know? And maybe that's stupid. Maybe you guys are like, well, Paul, you just need to read the Bible. <laughs> I was. I didn't feel like anything was working. Well, I said, that may not be your experience. That may not be what you want to hear. That may be some of your experiences. That may be some of you have some different types of brokenness and pain, right? But I just want to share with you some of the things that I learned, okay? Here's what I've learned and I'm learning. You ready? Because it's like, for me, it was like Narnia. You know what I'm talking about with Narnia? It always winter and never, never uh, Christmas. That's what I felt like with God. And what had to happen in the midst of all of this, I had to realize that, 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 that I needed, at that, at that moment, I needed some help. I needed to look up instead of looking within and looking around, Right? There's so many things that happened. I was so discouraged, you know? That may not be you, though. But here's what I learned. If you're ready to go, no, don't do that. I'm just picking. Don't do that many. So watch this. Here's what I learned. And this is hard. This is hard. Everybody raise both hands up real quick. Everybody clap. Everybody point. Everybody pick. Everybody flick. I'm just picking. Don't do that. Don't do those last two. So... Here's what I learned. If you'll let me share, here's what I learned. I learned, I'm learning, 
Like, for instance, when Levi was a baby, like, he always leaves Levi. That's probably true. Um, Levi was, was a kid. He was still drinking out of a sippy cup. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, so anyway, so every morning he had to have that boy had to have him some milk, right? Or he had to have him a spell. So every morning he'd like, milk, daddy, milk. And he had to get it. And if he didn't get it, he'd be like, milk, milk. Literally, I'm, I'm literally... Anyway, so I said, so I had to give him milk. So this morning I was like, son, I'm not going to give you any milk. He didn't know the milk was on the counter. He's down here. I'm up here. The milk was on the counter the whole time. I was going to give it to him, but if I gave it to him now, he'd suck it down. My tummy hurts, and he wouldn't eat any breakfast. Well, I know that. But I love him, and I'm going to take care of him. But in that moment, all he could think about was what he didn't have, what it didn't seem like was real, right? And all I'm telling him is, son, I want you to trust me. I love you. Right? He knows that, but in that moment, it was an experience issue. What was around him, it didn't feel like love. It felt like punishment. Right? I said, son. So finally, he's like, I'm like, son. So I picked him up. I let him see what I saw, and I put him right back down in the same spot. And he went about his, about his morning. You know what changed? He got a daddy's eye view. He saw what I saw. What changed for me in the midst of this, because it felt hopeless, is I, I got a God's eye view of what was going on. You ready? So here we go. Here's what I'm learning. And what I've learned, what I'm learning, is that whenever you go through dark seasons, whenever you go through tough times, whenever you go through like this, almost like the assault of the soul, right? I mean, it just feels overwhelming, like God's not there, He doesn't care, all those types of things. What I've learned is, from a God's eye perspective, is it must be love. It must be love. You're like, I mean, it must be love. Yeah. Because if I'm looking at, at Jesus and I look at the cross and I'm thinking about the cross and I'm focusing on the cross, that's how he treated Jesus. It must be love. Right? I mean, to remind myself is this is how God operates on our way home, is that if he assaulted Jesus for our sake, then understand that our little issues going, on, going forward, they're not punishment, because Jesus took that, they're love. Like, what if you begin to view everything in your life, as hard as it may be, and I get there's some issues there, what if you begin to view it from God's perspective? It's not that I hate you or you've messed up enough, but, but that I love you. Now, we know God loves us, but I'm going to challenge and say, I don't think we believe it. What if everything we go through, even though it doesn't seem like it, is love? Paul said, I fellowship with God. I have friendship with God through suffering, Philippians chapter 3. God demonstrates love for us, Romans 5, 8, in the death of Christ. You see what I'm saying? There's love in all of that. What if this is love? What if what you go through is not for your sin, but it is for, your, before, for that Christ could be formed in you? Like, what if? Like, imagine the possibilities. When Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me and turned your back on me? It happened to him, so it wouldn't happen to you, even though it seems like it. He said, but yet I trust you. So Jesus' perfect trust is going to translate to you and transfer to you in the midst of your difficulty. Right? You see the perspective shift? It must be love. The second thing that helped me, I'm almost done here, the second thing that helped me is God's people. I don't know about you, but you feel alone and isolated, you almost feel a little bit embarrassed. You feel a little bit angry sometimes, you know, all that kind of stuff, like it's my fault. 
when I let God's people in, when I let other people into my life and shared openly and honestly about that and had them come alongside of me and encourage me, like Hebrews 3 says, encourages me today, as long as it's called today. If that's you today, then that's in, we need encouragement, God. We need uplift. We need people to come into our lives and, and, and share that with us. Galatians 6, bear the burden. It's okay. You know? Like, it's okay that, that, we, that we need that. I kept it to myself for a very long time, and all it did was eat away at me. Just ate away at my heart and my soul, my mind. But when I let God's people in, I realized that I'm not alone. And I let them pray over me and, cry, and, and talk to Jesus for me. In the moments that, you know, like when you're in battle, like your head's just down, you know what I'm talking about? Like, they, they lifted my head up in those moments, Psalm 3. They lifted my head up when I didn't think I could lift up, you know? And we need that. that that's, a, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a strong thing, not a weak thing. And I'm not sharing you something that's like, oh, look at poor Paul. I'm just telling you, this is reality. This happens. And I want you to know that it's not strange if it's happened or happening or will happen to you. That it must be love. And when you let God's people in and you let God's people pray and you let God's people help you, then you can continue to move forward with Jesus. But why could we do this? Because Hebrews 4 because Jesus is praying for you. Jesus has been tempted just like you are, yet without sin. So he offers himself to you in those moments, right? Jesus helps us endure. It's Jesus' life that moves us forward, not our own strength. And that's the point, that God's trying to get you closer to himself so that we would, in the end, get what our hearts so long and desire for. It's really God himself, right? So I don't know... What unrest is in your heart today? I'm not going to say you have any, but I just wanted to share that with you so that you know if that's you, you're not alone. So now I, I was open with you, and I hope that you would be open with me in this moment right here. How many of you right now, some of the things I talked about and maybe other things, how many of you, whether it's students, adults, whatever, how many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know what I'm talking about when it comes to hard, difficult times? Good. Okay, thank you. Look around. Hold on. Where's your hand again? Where's your hand again? I want you to look around. Now, I know in the school, you guys have done a great job, it sounds like, really creating an environment of honesty and trust. Beautiful. How many of you, if, if I were to ask you right now, experience some of those things that we talked about today that I've experienced right now in your life, like today? Just raise your hand real high. Don't be embarrassed. You're real high. How many of you guys, let me, let me this. How many of you guys uh, kind of feel the, the, the weight of heaviness right now over your life? It feels heavy. You know what I'm talking about? You don't even know why. Raise it real high, real high. Good, good, good. How many of you guys kind of experiencing doubt right now? Maybe doubt about God, doubt about salvation. It's okay to, to admit that. Raise it real high. I want you to look around because what you guys are trying to create and have done a good job is you're creating family. Right? Family, whether you've had a good experience or bad, is meant to say, man, we love you, we care for you, let's go forward together. Right? How many of you guys are, are experiencing um, depression, anxiety, worry, you know, stress, that kind of stuff? Real, real high. Just right now, today, that you have that, right? Real high. Good. Okay. So, I could keep going. Some of you could say, man, I've got hurts in my past that are just dominating me in today. Here, here's what I want to do. It's not new, right? It's not something that maybe you've never done. But what I like to do in the context of all of God's people, not just a small group, which is really good, 
is that what if you continue, either continue, or for the first time in a while, you come together as a body, as a people, as a group, right where you are, and have God's people encourage you and pray over you together. Because I'm going to tell you, this right here is a huge weapon because it helps us fix our eyes on the fact that this must be love, not hate. Right? So I'm going to ask you all, so I'll stand up real quick, if you don't mind, real quick. I'm not going to ask you, here's the thing, I need you to know something about me. I'm not after like emotional type stuff. Like you guys have seen a lot of different people come forward and do this. I get that. I grew up in a school. I taught there. I know what goes through the minds. That's not what this is about. But I am very much about encouragement. I am very much about uplift. Like, hey, come on, let's look to Jesus. Let's, let's keep going. Let's, let's don't stop. Right? I am very much about the power of God's people praying over each other and, and that kind of thing. Because you had a day of prayer yesterday that moves us into today. Now, I'm going to ask you to be honest again. If you raise your hand, if that's you, I know we don't have a whole lot of room, but hear me out. Don't think, oh, this is going to cure everything. No, but you know what? It says today. It didn't say anything about tomorrow, right? It said today that, that we've, got, we've got something, whether it be culture, sin, enemy, whatever, we've got something competing against the voice of God in our lives. Every one of us do, right? It says we, we need each other to encourage and uplift. Otherwise, guess what? We'll be tricked, and our hearts will move away from Christ instead of more towards him. And I think we sense that. We feel that, right? I did. I do. Even this morning, I'll be honest, this morning I woke up and I felt that again, right? So let's just be real about it. So if that was you and you raised your hand, even if you didn't and there was something else that wasn't mentioned and that's you, I'm just going to ask you one question. That's it. How many of you right now, and you don't have to raise your hand, by the way, how many of you right now today need encouragement and prayer Raise your hand real high. How many of you need somebody? Just, just pray. I just need somebody. I'd love for somebody to pray over me and for me. Real high. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Good. Real high. Okay. Now, would, would, you, uh, would you do this with me? Not for me. With me. Would you, if you raised your hand real quick, could you kind of spread out and come down here? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you ahead of time. I'm going to ask anybody that wants to come, gather around you. Nobody left out. Nobody left behind. Right? And, and we're, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you instructions. We're going to start praying over each person. Because if you make this a part of your daily routine, not just week, like this one moment, you make this a part of your daily routine, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm not struggling with anything. Good. Your eyes on the ground with Jesus. I see you. Hey, what's going on? Tell me about it. Boom, real quick. It doesn't have to be an hour-long prayer, right? Boom. Hey, I see you. Come here. What's going on? Man, okay, let's go. Do you know what would happen? I believe you'd experience the lift. I think you experience the love. And I, experience you, I think you experience light in the midst of dark times. Right? And you look to Jesus who loves you deeply. All right, if that's you, for whatever reason, I don't care what the reason is, you want prayer about something, would you come down, spread out right through here if that's okay, Brian? Is that cool? Okay? Well, yeah, sounds good. All right, all right, come on, real quick, real quick. Everybody, if you raise your hand, come on for prayer specifically. It's a good way to start off the week, I think. Prayer specifically, don't feel ashamed or embarrassed, think, oh, I got to do this. But if that's you in some form or fashion, let's come on. Spread out just a little bit, okay? Just keep going down, all the way down there, all right? And you can go back around the back, too, is okay, right? Back around the back is okay. A lot of people need prayer today. <laughs> Did you know that? Interesting. All right. Y'all can go up down the aisles, too, and around the sides over there. Sorry, I don't want this to be chaotic. Uh, I surely don't want that, but y'all can spread out up down the aisles. Keep going that way, all the way in the back back there. If y'all go that way, keep going, keep going. Now, each of these people need prayer in some way, right? I don't know what that is. They might share that with you down the road. 
But here's what I would like to do, and I understand the, the space issue, it's okay. If this becomes a norm for you as a school, what if you became a, play, a, a people known as encouragers and prayer people? I don't, I don't know how to pray. I don't either. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> how do I teach my child how to talk? I just speak language into him. So all I know is like, well, I saw you doing this, Lord. I'm just going to imitate that. That's what children do. So now I want you, if, if God so leads you as your brothers and sisters up here, right, to come around them, right? To come around them as much as possible. Okay, if you want to get, you know, around here a little bit, come down the aisles. If you want to pray over students, your fellow students, your fellow, your friends, I want you to come down real quick, okay? I want you ready, mark, set, go. Come down if you want to. I'm not going to force you to do anything, by the way. I want you to come down, try to get all around as many people as you can around each person, right? If you need two people to one, that's okay. You have to be crazy. I want every single person to have somebody with them, if possible. Every single person. I mean, hey, we're all in this together, right? That's what family does. As some of y'all come down this way, I know it should be a little chaotic. I don't mean for it to be. Some of y'all come down this way. Everybody, somebody in here, right in here, right? Awesome. Just find somebody. That's good. That's good. And yeah, you don't have to. It's okay. Nobody's judging you. Hashtag only God can judge me. Whatever. Anyway, so watch this. Now, find somebody, right? You can touch somebody there. That's okay. I mean, not touch somebody. That's weird. But anyway, so, but like, hands out if you want to. That's fine, too. This might be the only time I ever, ever do this this week. So, I'm just letting you know. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Now, watch this. Y'all come on this way. Y'all scoot in. All right. Now, here's the thing. I want you to take a look around. I'm not saying this is something you've never done before. I'm not. It doesn't have to be in big groups like this. It can be smaller groups. But I'm just telling you, you got people in your life that need prayer, right? People that say, man, I'm struggling right now. I need somebody to kind of lift my head up, help me look up, right? So looking here, because it's so easy to look here. It is so easy, right? I mean, guy, right here. So all I'm saying is I want you to look around. Guys, this is what following Jesus is meant to look like because we're looking at him, not us. Right? This is not going to fix anything, but we go to the one who says, I have, I've made you new. Right? So here we go. I want you to pray. You can pray out loud. You can pray for the person. If they don't know your name, you might want to tell them. That's kind of interesting. But anyway, um, I want, hey, if you've ever prayed out loud at the same time, that's what I want. Okay? I don't care how long you pray. Right? It doesn't matter. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Okay? All my kids talk to me at one time. It's the greatest thing in the world. Okay? I want you to pray for the person in front of you and around you. We're going to take a few minutes to do that. All right? And then at the end, I'll, I'll close the prayer out, okay? And then you can go kind of sit back down. You ready? Does everybody understand what we're doing? Okay? I'm going to give you a moment of quiet prayer, and I'm going to say, all right, you ready? Go. And then everybody prays out loud for the person, okay? All right, here we go. Moment of quiet prayer, and then we'll do out loud all together. Ready? Quiet prayer now. All right, let's talk to Jesus out loud for the person that you're praying for. Ready? On the count of three, out loud, no shame as family. One, two, three, go. Lord, you are the lifter of our heads. You, uh, you help us look to you in these moments and remember that it's finished, that it's not punishment, it's love, and that we are not alone on the journey. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And so, Lord, I thank you for a group of people that are willing to pray and call out to you and talk to you. And sometimes it doesn't even feel like that works, you know, but you promise to listen. 
You promised to listen not because of us, but because of Christ. And we rest in that. And I pray that we continue to confess things to each other. We continue to, to talk to each other. We continue to pray for each other and help each other in the battle, Lord. And Lord, we love you very much. Bless, Lord, bless these people. Bless these wonderful family members here, God. And unite their hearts to, to trust in you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right, you may be seated semi-orderly. Well, I like the idea of praying for each other. I'm going to tell you what, it's what got me through three and a half years. Just being honest. And it seems so simple, doesn't it? Seems like, ah, just not. It does. Because you realize that not just somebody sees you, but God sees you through somebody else. It's important. Because a lot of us here feel like we're not noticed. Feel like nobody cares. We know that we don't experience that. So I'm looking forward to a week with you guys. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> uh, lunches, uh, whatever that y'all do here, I don't know. Pella talk out there, whatever. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, hello, whatever. So, um, but I hope that, that, this, that this week continues to be a week of prayer. Because I'm going to tell you, like, I, we have, we're in a group that has like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, like 20 kids, 12 and under. <laughs> In, anyway, so, um, and so many times kids are crying out like in pain or something or like, you know, whatever. And like, Paul, that's your kid. No, it's not my kid. Paul, that's your kid. No, it's not my kid. Paul, your kid just fell off the roof. Well, that's normal, but that's not my kid. No, no, it's not my kid. Right. But, but also no, that's my kid. And if I being the daddy that I am, and I'm not a great daddy, I love my kids deeply. How much more for God? Here's the cries, heartfelt, honest cries of his kids right? I mean, God hears you because of Christ. So rest in that. How can he lift your head? Psalm 3. Because you got to look to the holy hill. you got to look to the cross, right? you got to look there, and I need somebody to point me to Jesus all the stinking time. I just do, because I'm really prone to forget, by the way. So, good news. We'll keep moving forward. Hey, I love y'all. I love you. Hey, but even more important, Jesus loves you a ton and I pray this week we'll begin to believe it more than ever. Thank you for listening in on our Encounter podcast. You can find previous Encounter recordings and who will be coming in future weeks on our Southwest Christian High School webpage, www.swchs.org. Click on Student Life and Encounter. Again, thank you for joining us. And until next time, keep your eyes fixed not on speakers, teachers, or institutions, but on Christ, the author and the perfecter of our faith. <laughs>